Oh, I didn't have Discord open, so I couldn't unmute the gamers. Uh, it's time to go. You guys ready? Always. It's Wednesday right. night. It is Wednesday night, and that means that the RG pa the RG page the RGH podcast is live. <laughs> this is the best gaming podcast in the world. Uh, this has actually been proven. We just unbiased got the result. Right unbiased, there, yeah. yeah, unbiased. Politically proven. Uh, every Wednesday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time, we go live and we talk about all things gaming. We all come from Destiny, but we love all things gaming. We talk about the drama. We talk about the leaks. We talk about the consoles. It's going to be a good time. We've got some crispy topics here. Talking about uh, Destiny 2 Beyond Boring? Question mark? Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, some comp scene drama, Trials of Osiris drama. Uh, we're going to be looking at some massive Fortnite news as well as some really cool games. What do you want to talk about first? Right at the top? Right at the top, yeah. baby. D right. D2. Yeah. D2? D2 uh, is dying electric boogaloo because, yo, if D2 isn't dying, is it even really exist, bro? <laughs> like, honestly, uh, I mean, so I think we uh, are kind of talking about how certainly there's a lot of pushback and a lot of chatter within the community that not everything is going well so far for beyond light i think we're gonna have some alternating opinions though because i'm certainly not hating on beyond light i think true vanguard has had a pretty positive experience overall tash is bro out this man's on the genshin <laughs> train he's like i can't stand this anymore so it's yeah. kind of an interesting one i think I think the catalyst for this is simply that this week, nothing happened. Like you logged on and there was nothing new, really. It's sure. just, it was a completely dry reset. And that obviously chimed up a lot of people to say, oh, well, Destiny's dead already. Like we're kind of done with Beyond Light already. Right. No new content, question mark. Where's the new stuff? I think yeah. that um, when... When the what are they nightmare hunts? No, the uh, whatever the hunts are called. That's how little I played it. Uh, when that first empire came out, the I, empire hunts. I, I think the season of the hunt hunts? yeah, season of the hunt hunts, like crow, I, hun crow hunts. Yeah, the basic hunts. I feel like people were already kind of like, all right, this is really underwhelming. After the oh, raid, yeah. thankfully, after the raid, we got some new content. But as you know, as you said, we were talking about this before. The raid happened, and then they're like, oh, by the way, here's the lament, and the store, like, here's the, yeah. the sniper, and here, they just I, dropped everything. And I was saying before the podcast, yeah, like, yeah. literally, as soon as people beat the raid, Bungie released the lament, the ability the to get the cloud strike. <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah, the second half of Beyond Light, the ability to get the cloud strike, exo challenges, the, 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 the part fours or whatever to the call to darkness so you could get your next attunements, like, everything. And <laughs> so... Yeah. Most people were like in the raid, like myself as a content creator perspective, that was the most annoying thing ever. Cause I'm like, <laughs> like in the ah. raid, and I'm like dying to get out the, I, I ended right. up getting out the raid guide that night to help people get their day ones. But it, it, that's a good, that's a good point. Do you think Bungie released too much stuff that day? And, and then we have a week with nothing where this could easily be the week where the lament comes out. Nah, I kind of like, I personally like that they dumped a ton of content then, because for me, I, I have to keep in mind that a lot of people don't raid, especially they're not involved in the, in the, uh, certainly not involved in the day one raids, that first weekend raiding, because they're just not ready. You know, most gamers aren't ready for that uh, kind of an activity. So to have all this other stuff come out, like, hey, they kind of got to be involved in the hype of the weekend. And, and I think also it drummed up a lot of chatter, like just looking at Twitter, people are like, oh my gosh. Bungie just dropped the second half of Beyond Little. I got this to do, and there's this. And, oh, you guys need to go check this out and go check this out. And then suddenly there's pictures of freaking Clovis AI all over the place. You know what I mean? Like it, it drummed up a lot of hype. I feel like if you just do this slow cadence of here's another little thing, here's another little thing, you never get that big reaction if it's just another little thing. So I kind of like that they did that. And personally, I got to say, I think that the pace of Beyond Light is actually pretty good. I have to remind myself that the people that I tend to surround myself with are also really hardcore gamers. But when I wasn't a hardcore, hardcore gamer, this would have been a ton of content for the price point for me. And my pace has been a little different. I know a lot of people uh, that they see this list, this checklist of a bunch of, and got the, got to the lament, got to the cloud strike, I got to this, that, that, this. And I don't do that. I don't go down the checklist. What I do is I, I get one thing and I'm like, all right, I farmed for a while. I got my cloud strike. I cannot, I'm going to go into the raid. I'm going to see how it does against the boss. I'm taking in some strikes. I'm going to take it in PVP. Three days later, 
all right, it's probably about time I knock out that lament quest. You know what I mean? So I have been, I still have a ton of stuff I got to do. I haven't done all the stasis unlocks yet. I got a lot of stuff. Yeah. You're just, you're not, you're just casual gamer. That's just, <laughs> clearly. I'm a real gamer, you know? This is a real gamer. Half an hour a week and got all that stuff done. Wow. Did I mean, I, for, the first, for the first Dude. week. Yeah, Dude, for the first week in a bit. <laughs> Come on, man. They only helped a little bit. But uh, yeah, no, legit. I haven't been playing that much. Um, but I mean, there are some really cool systems in place here. And like, I, I do see that there is um, some exciting exotics, like the sword, pretty damn cool. The new rocket launcher, super cool. The raid exotic is the first time I've cared about raid exotic, or uh, raid, sorry, legendaries. The first time I've cared about raid loot in a long time. Even the, like the, uh, the mods, they're cracked. They're so good. And um, I've been going for my flawless raids. Like on Tuesday, I did back-to-back-to-back raids on Tuesday. I've done it every reset so far. And so there are some really good things here that I think a lot of the community can enjoy. Um, But I just, I don't know. The cadence of this DLC was weird. Everyone played it for the first week, and they're like, all we're doing is like strikes and some campaign missions, and it feels kind of like there's nothing here. And then they drop, you know, these hunts, and they're like... These are kind of sucky too. And then the raid, pretty big banger. And then they dropped everything. And so now it's kind of everyone's playing catch up and interacting with that content. And I think I've seen more positive now, right? Like when it first came out, I would say Beyond Light had very poor reception. And now I think it's it's at least evened out. I don't know if it's amazing reception. I know that there's some people that might be annoyed. I mean, I'm not having the blast of my life. I know Skill Up, he was trying to jump back in and he's like, eh, I don't know. I don't know if it's because people are tired of Destiny or if the content is bad. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like, is it just more the same? I think that the it didn't necessarily apply the content as well. Like, for the Empire Hunts, you have the three new Empire Hunts, which are fine, like taking those story missions and making them into content that you want to replay. But, like, you really only replay those Empire Hunts in the in the, in the playlist if you don't have the cloud strike so once you get it there's really no reason to do it or you there's like the 1280 empire hunt for the pinnacle aside from that are you really replaying empire yes well well, hold on you are to get the the weapons not the actual i i think the actual playlist ones is a missed opportunity i think the the playlist ones you should be able to to pick up the 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 weapon quest from varics and then instead of doing, you know how you have to go to a public area and like kill a bunch of guys and it's like so yeah. brain dead. And then you have to go and do like a stupid public event thing. And that's fine for the first few times, but by the 10th time, you're really sick of it. I think that you should be able to pick up the quest and then do the playlist activity, which is significantly higher light and has modifiers and like potentially champions and stuff. Even if you have, let's say you have to do not the easiest one, like the ones with champions, and then you can get that weapon. Then I would actually be in there farming, but right now, like I play for the pinnacle and then I don't touch it. See, right. I'm a little different from you because personally, I love the Europa armor set and I think it looks fantastic. But the thing that that pisses me off is that I every time I get one of those to drop, it's 52 stat roll, 54. Yeah. It's garbage. So the second I read the description of of the um, the legendary empire hunts and I saw that at 1250 and at 1280, I can actually get a high stat rolls on that armor i was like i'm gonna be i'm gonna do that that's all my list of things to do now i'm gonna go in there i because i even had tweeted out um a couple weeks ago hey i really like these um taking down the the i don't know the lieutenants or whatever the hurt it aramis is in her circle i thought right. there's a really cool boss fights i wish i could interact with them on a deeper level you know even as a solo challenge and now i can get two birds with one stone i can go back and re-experience those as a solo player challenge if i want to at twelve fifty and at twelve eighty, just like the lost sectors, and actually have a chance to get in some high stat roll armor in the process. I'm in, but I, but I think that I don't disagree with you. But I think that mm-hmm. if they would have just added on the ability to go, like you still have to spend that resources at Varix to buy those quests, and no, then I agree. skip the boring parts and just go right into the playlist activities, and so you get the armor and that weapon if you've bought it. I think that's the way to go. I think that would sure. have been. A and lot I don't disagree. I, I don't disagree with you there. I'm just saying that uh, there's I do a reason. Think that, there's yeah. some, there's there is actually a yeah. reason to go in. There. I know. Even yeah, even there, if it's just for masterwork materials too. Right. No, you, yeah, there is. And you know what? And and listening to that and, and it's saying like, oh, I got a 52 roll. I think that's one of the frustrating things. Is like 
you know, it's not a Genshin. I don't want to talk about Genshin 24-7, but with Genshin, it's made me realize that I really enjoy games where I've got, like, a set path, or not even a set path, but, like, I've got a goal where I'm like, I want to level that character to level 80, and then I want to get their weapon up, and I want to get them some artifacts, and I've got these ways to get those upgrades. And I feel with Destiny... The power level grind, you know, it's kind of an RNG slot machine, what's going to drop and what isn't, but it's a very, you know, overall basic system that doesn't matter and it doesn't make me feel powerful. And then with the armor sets, I'm not chasing a particular legendary armor piece. I just want any piece and I just need it to have high stats and I don't care where I'm getting it from. It could be a prime engram, it could be from a drop, I don't really care as long as it's got some high stats. And I just don't feel like it's very interesting anymore to me it's not focused it's not interesting i can't like focus fire farm other than the exotics i think that's a great thing that you can do hey if i want to bang out 50 exotic helmets i can do that i like that i really enjoy that focus loot i think would be good let's say so what if the empire Mm -hmm. hunts you know there's three different ones what if one was like helmet and arms the other one was like chest piece legs and the other one was like you know, uh, class item and then one of any or something. So you could be like, well, I want a good helmet. Like my helmet right now is getting depreciated at the end of the season. I need a helmet. You could farm Empire sure. for okay, a yeah. guaranteed helmet. Well, and we've seen some of that with like, even with the season of opulence, um, uh, yep. right. We, we've seen that in there and, and we actually even do see it with the hunts for the exactly. You hunts. can even put some like, uh, like if you want it to be intellect and stuff like that, but at the same time, it's like, how often is it going to be a cracked, like 66 roll or 65 roll? It just, it's not, it's not like you can focus fire for a direct upgrade. And even if you do, even if you get an upgrade at this point in destiny, is it because you got one more intellect on it or like two more recovery? And like, does that give you another tier? I just, at this point, I feel like I've beaten the game and I love the new experiences. I just don't care about any of the loot. And I, 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 you know, one so. of the things I've, I've said for a long time, I think they could do to make because they do have this problem now where armor is just armor. You can make it look the way you want to make it look, but you're not like I have to go get a raid piece of armor I, to speak to what you're saying. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I've said for a long time they should do is implement uh, set bonuses of some kind. So if you got the full Europa set, maybe you get um, your I, I just spit one here. Right. Maybe what they say is, okay, well, anytime you get hit with a stasis slowing ability, whether it's against some of the champions that use stasis in PvE or if it's in PvP, maybe your slow uh, speed is is reduced by 50%. So if I get caught in a dusk field, I can move 50% faster when I'm slowed as opposed to if I didn't have that set bonus on. You know, even if it's something as simple as get the full Crucible set, get an additional plus 10 mobility to your overall stat rolls uh, or to your overall you know stats. Yeah, I'd set, love that. Set rolls like that would actually matter. I know you could get out of hand with that, but it is something that no. would make people actually care about armor and specific armor pieces. I think the problem with that, though, is they would need to, like, double the vault because, like, you'd have to have a crucible set for each character, a gambit set for each character. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, so I think it's a good idea, but, like, my vault is already pretty full. And, and so... Sure. Uh, yeah, I think that, that that would be... That would be the issue. Unless you could... If you could, like save roles to the collection bungie talked about this forever ago they said we're looking into how to like save roles and withdraw those from the collection if you could do that like that would clear up so much space Absolutely. and that would allow for those armor things like hey you gotta you could like dismantle a role or you could like as press a button to dismantle it to collections so you could withdraw that same armor piece later if you want it or withdraw that same weapon piece like hey you know I got a certain SMG. This SMG sucks right now, but if they buff it, this roll is going to be cracked. That makes up so much of my vault. I'm like, salute that, like, if it gets buffed, I'm on, I'm ahead of the curve. I'm in there with those god rolls, right? Well, well yeah, and, like, the, how many seasons I've had, like, an item sitting in my vault, and it's like, it's been bad, it's been bad, it's been bad, and I'm like, all right, I need some space. I delete it, and then the next season, like, oh, by the way, this is the new meta. High impact yeah, pulses are cracked. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like high, high impact pulse is a perfect example. And now I can't get get that item back. It's and it, and in some cases it's like you literally can't get it back unless there's a quest line for some of them. Like I think the adorned right now, if you delete the adorned, you can't get it back because it's got the random adorned, barrels. Yeah. And the oh. Redrix was the same way because it had a random barrel. You could only get it last season from a quest. Like you had to redo the quest on another character if you wanted a a new Redrix uh, that you didn't have. 
uh, in your in your vault. And so it's just like yep. little things like that. I don't know what I can delete and what I can't delete, and there's not enough space to hoard. So it's it's kind of tough. Also, I think a huge negative for this season is that even though like I'm enjoying it overall, I've been plagued by error codes. Like I got in the day one raid, I got error code like ten times. Anteater. Mm. I actually upgraded my internet since then. I got fiber. Like I got better internet. Oh, did you really? I logged still on. Have issues? Got freaking anteater like an hour no. after after I. And it's like, what can I do? It, it clearly it's the game because I've talked to so many people that have had the same thing where they're not getting these error codes. The online comes up, then they are. So that that's been pretty frustrating in a lot of things. Uh, is especially in like a raid scenario or in like a higher level content in a master nightfall, whatever you're doing, it's like. Suddenly you get anteater, you load back in, you have no ammo. You're like, great. Yeah, I hear can, you. Can I ask you a question now? So Archie just said, Destiny fell off at Taken King. Now, I've seen a lot of people that are like, oh, Shadowkeep sucked. Oh, this one sucked. Oh, this DLC sucked. This season sucked. Do you think that Destiny might be having some sort of player base issue where they are losing far faster than they're gaining? If None you look at free. if you look at Steam charts and you look at how many people are playing on Steam charts, Shadowkeep actually had more players at uh, peak concurrent player uh, player base, and it is actually if you look at the graphs, Destiny Beyond Light is actually like dropping in player base at a much faster rate than Shadowkeep. Why well, do you think that is? I think a lot of it is due to the PvP, which we'll talk about as our next topic. But genuinely, I think that. A, a big reason also is just because there's so many other things to play. Like a lot of people, you yeah. know, they, they play Destiny, they come in and out, like the game, it's always there for them. And they snagged a new console, they're playing Spider-Man or they're playing the new Call of Duty, like the new Assassin's Creed. There's a bunch of new games. A lot of competition for yeah, right like, now, yeah. The, like Bungie put itself as a freaking launch title, right? Normally it just kind of launches on its own. True. So like no, no crap Shadowkeep did well because Shadowkeep... Dude, Shadowkeep was months before Call of Duty comes out, and Call of Duty Modern yeah. Warfare guaranteed took a huge chunk out of the player base. Like people True. can only play yeah. one game for the most part because like they're so consuming now. Well, on I mean, top of that, I know that a lot of players on on next gen who got next gen consoles are busy playing things that were made for next gen. And guess what? Beyond Light, it hasn't been updated for next gen yet. That True. happens next week. So a lot of people are like, I'm going to wait to interact with the Destiny content because right now I've got next-gen titles. I'm working through Miles Morales. I'm working through Valhalla. I'm working through this and that. Yeah, I guess that is true because if they did release when they were supposed to, they had almost no competition. Like I think yeah. it would have blown. Yeah, right? would've, they would have seen much better numbers. Maybe Genshin wouldn't be as popular. I know a lot of people were playing Genshin. Like, you guys all tried Genshin. And maybe yeah, that game, Destiny, right? Yeah. Right, exactly. So maybe that game doesn't do as well, and Destiny does way better, and there's no competition there. And, um, you know, it is definitely interesting. I guess the nice thing with Destiny is, you know, people don't grind Valhalla nine months from now. But when there's a new season of Destiny and it's updated on the consoles and they've got some cracked new exotics, people are going to come back and people are going to try it for free uh, long term. And as you said, especially with the game pass and all those different things, maybe people just haven't given it that free to play try yet. Yeah, exactly. It's like once they're done with Valhalla and they're bored and they have an Xbox, you have no reason not to try destiny. But I think that kind of brings up a good point that you mentioned. It's like Bungie may have been counting on a lot of new Xbox players coming in, but then as it turns out, no one could get their hands on Xbox one X except for the scalpers. Sure. Right. So uh, that, I think that, not that many people are actually gaming on the new consoles. I think a lot of PS4s are just in limbo on eBay. Or, or sorry, PS5s and Xbox One Xs. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. So It's unfortunate. Yeah, and I think that, like, if you're an Xbox player, you probably, like, why would you, I don't know. I think a lot of people are waiting for the next inversions. Right. Now, you, we were kind of talking, you know, about player base dropping and, and, and PvP, and so, do you want to get into the the drama, a little bit of drama? So <laughs> yeah, a, the, yeah, True Vanger can explain this. A one. couple things. Yeah, the Destiny, the Destiny comp scene um, is still very active in uh, Destiny Two. Well, they they published their rule sets moving forward for this coming season, and um, that that rule set got posted on Twitter. Now, this rule set applies to their scrimmages, their clan matches. Um, often, it's it's used uh, for face it stuff. 
And uh, also on top of that, any tournaments that they do will will tend to fall back on this rule set. It's sort of going to be the standard. Now, um, individual tournaments do have the liberty to modify that as they please, as long as they disclose it. But it is sort of the standard moving forward for the season. Um, that rule set got posted on Twitter by a number of different people today <clears throat> in the Destiny community and just, just memeing hard on the comp community saying, oh, why don't you guys... And then I, I now describe what this rule set limits. Now this rule set, <coughs> pardon me. This rule set limits a lot of stasis stuff. Stasis got hit pretty hard in this rule set. Uh, ice wall grenades are the only grenades that are allowed. And then like the tracking bolts from the warlock, uh, those aren't allowed. The the freezing and slowing on class ability uses that's not allowed. And uh, a lot of people had contention with that because right now, I don't know if you see this, right now a lot of people are are pu publishing and, and putting out there these new builds using Stasis because Stasis has lots of synergy built into it just the way that it's structured. You can pick and choose what you're going to run. So there's a lot of Stasis builds out there. But guess what? The, the sweat, sweat community says, nah, you're not going to be able to use that stuff. And also on that list is a lot of stuff we've seen before. They don't like Bastion. They don't like, um, you know... Ariana's Val, just some of these outliers that can be seen as cheesy or or people just don't like in general. So, anyways, there that led to just a whole bunch of back and forth today. Today was basically a casual community versus sweat community on Twitter, just going at each other like you're a bunch of dads who can't even shoot dregs, and they're like, you just want to ban everything. You want this to be freaking, you know, MLG cod. It's never going to be like that. And it's just this back and forth, and it's just so biting. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's like and, um, for every comment that was like, oh, well, you know, stasis isn't that bad. Then someone would post a clip like that potato. And it's like he's freezing a guy over and over and over and over. And I was like, what, eight times in that clip or something like that? And so it's like, well, is it balanced? Like, is, like, are we crazy I'm a, here? I'm going to fall off the log here and I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this straight up. The sweat community can make their rule sets for their activities. Big freaking deal. It doesn't affect anybody but them. As long as they keep any toxicity or elitism within their own community and they don't spill it out onto the rest of the community and and they keep that contained, that's fine. And guess what? They're right about stasis and PvP. I, I'm actually going to say a little bit of the same thing. Like, it was kind of funny. A lot of people were like, this is so dumb, bro. Like, what are you doing over there? You can't even use the game. The, the comp community doesn't even want to play the real game, which is like, if you look at what they banned, you're like, fair point. The comp community, what they want to play and what the game is right now are very different. But yeah, like it was interesting. People were like, oh, this is so ridiculous. And then you'd see comp people reply and be like, are you playing comp? Like, bro, you got a 1.2 K AD. Like you're not sweating in scrims. Like, what are you talking about? Right? Yeah. Like people were getting mad at the comp community, but it's people who have absolutely no interest in playing comp. It, and not just playing for them. Yeah, right. it's like if they want to do this and their community has all agreed to this and that's by what the rule set was like, they tended to, it looks like they all kind of were like, yeah, this is all good. Like let them go and do their own thing. It doesn't negatively impact you. Like yeah, that's they, exactly they're, right. they're hosting their own tournaments, doing their own thing. So the, it, yeah, but of course the comp community, if they would have just said that, they would have had yeah, the higher ground, but, of, but of course, instead, they're like, yo, 1v1 me. Like, yo, get your three best guys, my three best guys. We'll see yeah, what happens. Like, that's, right. that's not the way to no, do no it. One, no one came like, out of that conversation so innocent. But at the end of the day, I do actually agree with what they did here. It's like you, if you're going to have a very competitive environment, you have to eliminate a lot of the cheesy stuff. And unfortunately, so much stuff in Destiny 2 is absolutely cheeserific. It's crazy. Yeah. It, it's literally ruined the game for me. Like it's to the point where PvP is so unenjoyable for me, and I know I I, I apologize that I keep harping, saying like I don't like Destiny <laughs> too, but I like I played this game for seven years. I, I'm very exist existential crisis here. Like, what the heck? I'm supposed to like it, and I despise it. It is so awful to play against. I try to jump in PvP, and 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 like, you know, I jumped in on trials for the first two games before it got canceled. We'll talk about that. And like, I was having some fun with my buddies, but it's because we're laughing. But I got frozen a couple of times and I'm like, oh my God. And then I tried to play a little bit of Rumble and I'm like, oh my God. And by, by 10, 20, 30 minutes in, I was already raging. I was like, I can't do it. I'm done. And so I quit, I quit midstream the other day. Yeah. And, and switched to Apex in the middle of a match. I left yeah. the match mid match as I'm playing Apex. If you care about the movement of Destiny, which has traditionally been one of the selling points, you'd probably don't like Stasis. If you like outplaying people with guns, you probably don't like Stasis. And here's the thing. 
and, and you know, it's not even necessarily to defend the sweat community or anything like that. But the thing that people need to realize is the more OP something is, it lowers the skill gap and everyone can get kills with it, right? If I can freeze you and I can poorly place a grenade, as as Ryan said multiple times, the dust field grenade, if you're placing it... sucks it, you in! Right? It sucks you in. If you're on the toe, it will suck you in. And it's almost worse. If you throw it, uh, Ryan, you said, the worse you throw it, the more effective it is. Because it's going to yep. suck you further. Right? You're going you're gonna to take more ticks and take more time to get out of it if you're on the fringes when they throw it. Yeah. Than if they throw it accurately. No, exactly. And so... That is frustrating, and that's annoying. The skill gap is lowered. But the thing is, is then good players can abuse it even harder. So if you're frustrated by a bad player using it, if you put it in the hands of a good player, they can break the game. And, and that's the yeah. thing that it's just like, well, you need to just adapt. You need to just figure it out. Okay, here, let me show you some clips with Mountaintop and Recluse and how bad you can abuse it. Let me show you how you can freeze someone eight times in a row with a certain build, you know? And I think that's what some people don't realize is the better the player is, the more OP that OP thing gets. So uh, I don't blame them for wanting to shut that down. Not at all. In fact, one of the things that, that bothers me the most is, is I, I I understand entirely looking at their rule sets that the SWAT community puts out there and saying, that's ridiculous. You're certainly allowed to think that or feel that. But what bothers me is when I see people say things like, man, it bothers me that I can't get involved in any sweats or tournaments because uh, they ban all the things that I like to use. Um, and what I would tell you is, A, if if that's your position, you're probably already not involved in that community. And B, you're making the assumption that that they monopolize all the tournaments. They don't. There's actually a number of different tournaments out there that people put on with very limited rule sets. On top of that, I can tell you from experience that I one time said, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to make it. I'm going to host my own dang tournament. I'll even shoutcast the whole dang thing. I'll pay for all the assets. I'll do everything ground from the ground up. I had a team that helped me run the play my way tournament. And we had a very limited, we had a rule set that was actually very limited. And uh, the only things that it banned were, were, almost exclusively things that were uh, on the in the S tier category in the game and just let people experiment with fun, silly stuff. And you guess what? So many people, we had more teams and players show up for that tournament than any tournament in the history of destiny at that point. And we had huge sponsors, huge viewership. People came. There's no, the sweat scene doesn't have a monopoly on those activities. So if you look at that and you say, I don't like that. Well, then you can either continue to complain about it or you could do something about it. Get involved in some of the other tournaments out there, the other communities that are out there. You have options. It's not like they own Destiny in the competitive scene. Yeah. And on that note, I'm excited to announce the RGH Stasis Only Tournament where everyone is going to... AKA just a normal tournament. The the thing... Yeah, it it, it is hard because it's casual. A lot of the more casual players love Stasis, right? Because it you know, it's free kills. I hate to say it, but it, it, like if you freeze someone, oh. you're going to get that kill. So if you're, you know, in, in PvP, if you're someone who's more used to, uh, you know, using your abilities than maybe your gun skill, that's what you're going to vibe with. You're going to vibe with the stuff that will make up for a lack in gun skill, right? And that's not necessarily to insult. It's just like how different people are going to vibe with the game. You tend to find different people have different strategies on, you know, if you, Call of Duty is a great example, right? If you put the sniper rifles in the hands of bad players, they don't do well with it. If you put those same sniper rifles in the hands of Nade Shot, he's cr- like, you're done, bro. It's a sniper. It's an assault rifle. It, it, it's a shotgun, basically. He's going to hit you from no matter where the map is, right? So mm-hmm. that you have that gun skill making up for something else. So and- it, it is a, it's a really interesting and hard debate because the weird thing is like, as overpowered as it is, it's also very fun and new. And people are maybe enjoying the Crucible when before they didn't. And they're trying out new builds and doing new things. Well, exactly. And I wanted to build on that because you were kind of touching on that. Is like stasis is new and there is a lot of synergy. And if I'm going to freeze that guy and it's going to chain to the next one, in many players' eyes, who gives a shit if, if I think it's cheesy... For them, they're going, oh, so I froze this guy and then it chained and then I got him and it blew up and I killed another. For them, that is exciting. That is what they want to enjoy. And so, you know, as much as I dislike it, I can't say 
that they're not yeah. having a blast and they're really interested in making these cool PvP builds. It's just such a tough thing because now yeah. it's added this layer where many people do view it as cheesy, uh, probably as many, if not more than the people that think it's like the funnest thing they've ever used. Right. You know, you know, killing someone with a mountaintop and laughing about it, I probably have a lot of clips of me laughing and joking around with the, the mountaintop. But the second someone shoots me, I'm like, this is broken. I hate it. So um, it's just one the of those things. The thing is, for anyone who's sounding off, you know, in the comments being like, bro, you just don't like it because it's new. Take off that stasis subclass. Use a light subclass. Seriously, go on PvP, use a light You won't. You won't. Because, like, the actual matter of the fact is the pr the biggest problem here that is kind of undefensible is the fact that, yes, stasis is fun and new, and, like, I don't think they should, like, take out stasis or anything like that. I'm not that far to the whole, like, PvP is completely ruined thing. I'm not as far as you, Tash. But the big problem is that this makes that other subclasses they're seeing next to no play. Like, why would you play some of the other subclasses? If if I'm not playing a sub a stasis subclass, I feel at a severe disadvantage. You're at a disadvantage. And yeah. even though, like, right now the gun stuff, like the the sorry the, the like the 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 gun balance is actually one of the best. It's yeah. really good. It is really good. So, like, yes, you have like top tree dawn. Some people still use, but even then, like the percentage of, of players playing just non-stasis subclasses are so, so limited. And that is the problem. Is like it is definitely pushing some of the diversity. Cause you don't like be honest with yourself, you don't really see as much diversity. You see like half stasis, half everything else. When yeah, there's going to be a bigger portion of stasis because it's new, but still, like, I don't feel like it's going to go down. I don't feel like people are going to be like, oh, back to bottom tree striker titan. Like, no, you can slide for half an hour as the behemoth <laughs> titan. Why would I take that off? It's cracked out of its mind, dude. Yeah. Anything that that class can do, this, the, the new sentinel can do, or the new uh, stasis one can do more. Now, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, slam the ground? How about I slam in front of you and then freeze you and then launch myself across the entire map? Like, yeah. have fun with your stupid electricity. Like, you're done, bro. Now, and okay. you, counter every, you counter every other super. You yeah. freeze every other... Super to super, stasis super wins 100% of the time. And like, if you you're out of your super, your stasis still beats them because you could freeze them. You the only way you can if I have like a warlock and I'm in a super and I'm versing any other super aside from maybe golden gun the only way I lose that gunfight is if I have my eyes closed or something like you are right. just you're, you're going rare. to win like if I'm a slam titan what do I do against the warlock I'm like I'm like <laughs> I just run away like yeah. I have no chance to win you sprint away using your speed <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Okay. One person made the point. Suppression grenades. All right. Double suppression. Yeah, how are you gonna hit a warlock with, up there? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The warlock uh, is forty miles and what, in the air. And what, what hunter is casting silence and squall on exactly. ground level? Where it's, exactly. you're not gonna do that. Now it's exactly. funny the timing of this. You know they're making these comp rule sets and they're like getting a little heated on Twitter because trials was once again canceled. And, yep. you know, even Panda, Panda's, in, you know, one of the big sweat guys, and he's big in Trials. He changed his banner to the Bungie help, like, you know, Trials is canceled. And, you know, that stuff, you know, people see that stuff, and I saw that. And, and I think that there are some people that are not just annoyed, they're angry, because that's what they do on the that's weekends. They, they get with their boys, or maybe that's their business. You know, there's a lot of carries, there's a lot of people that are really good in the community, that Trials is their livelihood. And so every and we weekend, right? Just quickly, we talked about how people are kind of feeling like there's not that much to do. It certainly doesn't help when there was going to be this whole adept weapon system to chase after two weekends in a row, potentially three if they were going to originally run it the raid weekend. But like that's gone now. Right. And so at this point, you could have had, you know, two, maybe even three adept weapons or, if, you know, try to get a, a couple rolls. Like, let's say it was the shotgun for one of the yeah. weeks and you would get three adept shotguns. That could be an amazing thing to be using in PvP and, and, and really being excited about. And the mods, right? Because that's had, multiple yeah. attempts at the mods. If we had trials last weekend, like the 27th-ish, right? Like that would have been perfect, right? Like, because it would have been nothing really happened that reset. But then we have trials as the new thing. And then mm. this reset, nothing really happened. But like we had trials that weekend as the first ever trials, adept weapons, adept mods, something to do. 
Mm -hmm. but that got taken away and then now that's why i think that's a huge reason to why people are saying like oh i'm already bored it's like you took that huge portion of the game away that that is the raid for pvp that's right yep yeah that was definitely a disappointment i was really excited as a pvp player even with my frustrations with stasis i was still looking forward to playing trials i want i want to chase that stuff i want to chase that loot it is um it is certainly a, a valuable activity for people who really like to peacock in the game you know they want to look different they want to they want to show off what they've done you know rep my flawless emblem and and on my emblem i'm going to show how many how many flawless tickets i have this season you know especially you know, it's just a good thing for people who are pvp enthusiasts to have that activity to go chase some stuff to find some things to flex about and especially with the adept weapons they want to flex that as well i i was bummed i was definitely bummed yeah, so I mean, you, I think, you guys were going to play, weren't you? Yeah, yeah me we and Cactus together. and Dude, this, this next weekend is like the last time, because I was saying to Chewbacca, if, if they delay trials again, if they find another stasis bug again, this upcoming weekend, I'm screwed, because I, I haven't got a PS5 yet. Mm-hmm. So that this is the last weekend before they upgrade it, and then it's like PS4 versus PS5. And if you have a PS4, you're screwed. Like, you're just... There's no, you have no chat. Yeah, just the just the field of view is going to give you such a significant disadvantage. So I'm going to have to like go and visit a scalper's house house with a balaclava and try to negotiate a better price. <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Like, I gotta get a PS5 now. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. Well, I we should probably move on to the next topic. I th- I just sum up that whole that whole conversation and um, doubling back to the comp thing. I think it so it really does look to me. It's like that meme of the lady that's. Yeah, screaming, pointing the finger, and her friends holding her back, and then the other picture's just the cats at the table. Like, what? Yeah, that's the cats, the comp people, and the lady is the people outside of their community, not watching their streams, not involved in their tournaments. Ah, about their rule set, and that's kind of how that summarized for me. I think though, one more thing about the trials thing that I think is important to, to mention is like. I brought up to you guys. I think that it's 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 more problematic than people are think I think realize because there's only going to be one featured adept weapon per week. So this week it's the sniper. Next week it's the fusion rifle. It's the shotgun. The week after, so you've got rid of two week, maybe three weekends. All right. Yeah. So that means so that means like potentially there's going to be certain weapons that are available for three weekends before the next season and other weapons that are available for two weekends. And if you're like away one weekend, if you're away the weekend, the shotguns on offer. Ooh, like that's that's potentially screwing a lot of people over. So will Bungie have to actually do like a double loot trials event to make up for the fact that they like screwed you over out of two times of farming stuff? Yeah. And another thing worth mentioning is that is that when when you have those key activities that are taken away, you know, especially back to back weekends, one thing that's important to remember is it only takes one play session for a gamer to get hooked on a different game. It does. And so when you have fewer activities for them to engage with, they're going to go somewhere else. And in that void, for example, this week, I sat down and I played Assassin's Creed Valhalla. And after after an eight hour game session, I was like, I'm in. I'm hooked. I'm in. <laughs> and so I've sacrificed some of my Destiny gaming to go play. It only takes one play session for a gamer to get hooked on a new experience. So right. when you are not offering things for them to engage with in your game, you're potentially losing gamers. Well, so why the heck can't they just disable stasis subclasses for once in their lives instead of disabling the trials? activity? <laughs> yeah. yeah. They already disable stasis subclasses for anyone who doesn't own the DLC. So just flick that button for trials. Right. And you know, actually, now that you're bringing up kind of other games too, with Fortnite, they just had a massive live event, right? Huge. There's a new season coming out. It had There were some people on YouTube with 500,000 concurrent viewers. That's and, nuts. And, and, and then on Twitch, they had like 1.3 million. Uh, it might have even gone higher than at some points, right? All the big streamers are playing that. Lupo was playing Destiny, but he's going back and playing some Fortnite. And, and, you know, Crafty was back playing a little bit of Fortnite. And look at, you know, it, it makes you wonder when there's these big games and this other big competition, if they have these big cracked events, a lot of content creators are going to go where the viewers are. And mm-hmm. they're going to take their audience with them. And, you know, there's going to be people that try those other games when Destiny is slow, when there's just some empire hunts that they don't care about the loot, and they're going to try something else, and then they won't come back. 
Um, and if, I mean, maybe not forever. Everyone can can leave the game and return at different times with different seasons. But there is a lot of competition, and you know, Fortnite I feel like has been dormant for a long time. Like this whole last couple seasons, it has been big, but nowhere near what it was. And all of a sudden, I'm seeing all these people playing it and talking about it again. My son, one of them. My son has not really played Fortnite. He didn't play all last season. He's like, oh, I don't like that game anymore. Well, guess who's asking, you know, for some V-Bucks? Yeah. Who wants some V-Bucks for the new stuff? He's, <laughs> he sees Kratos, right? And he's like, he whoa. Gets buy, yeah. He gets to buy Mando. He gets to buy the Mandalorian guy. That's, Apparently yeah. that's one of the le- leaked or something. New, like the new, you get the Mandalorian skin for like the next season. So they yeah. cash in on the trends because what is bigger right now than Mandalorian? Like nothing really. That's like the biggest thing. Mm-hmm. Grogu. Gro- <laughs> yeah. Grogu. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so, I, but here's something crazy, and it goes into the discussion we had last week. So, I was watching the Fortnite event on YouTube because I was like, I just wanted to see what it was about. So, I watched Nick Merck's video, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. it, not his fault, but it got so cringy, so awkward because guess what they had to do? I'm watching this thing. It's at this huge climactic moment. They're driving battle buses into this massive Galactus guy's mouth to blow him up. Iron Man's there. He's crazy. And then, like, Tim the Tapman and all these other huge streamers are with him. And he's like, and you start to hear this guitar riff. And he's like, oh, I think this is a part. This is a part. Mutes the stream. So just him. So it's completely silent. And it's Nick Merck's going, oh, whoa, this is so cool. Oh, and you're like, it was so awkward. Yeah. And it's like, again, this is no hate to Nick Merck's. This is like, this is what you have to do these days because Twitch and there's and he was saying he's like i'm sorry i have to do it for twitch i have to do it for twitch because twitch will dmca claim him and like ban him so like you twitch has just ruined completely ruined that event that was going to be such a cool event well and that makes you wonder is there a reason you know is there a reason why there's four point midstream beer delivery boys delicious cheers you know, it makes you wonder though, is that one of the reasons why YouTube has 4.9 million viewers? You know, compared yeah. to 1.3, five times the amount of viewers. I think it was actually more than that at one point, right? Because they can play the song and maybe they get, a, uh, you know, a, a copyright claim of some sort and they, they lose monetization or something. Like it could happen, well, absolutely. At least appeal it. They have an appeal process, right. which doesn't. They're not going to just get banned. They're not going to just get their right. video deleted. But with Twitch, it's like, well, I'm not, I'm not risking that. And so, you know, it starts becoming one of these things is like, if I'm a big creator, can I even cover games properly at this point? Can, if there's no streamer mode, can I do those big events? Maybe it's not as important to do those events. You know, Ninja, he's got a huge brand, 20 million subscribers on YouTube. If there's a big Fortnite event going on, I think I'd be doing it on YouTube. I don't know why you would even think about doing it on Twitch. You can't even get the full experience if you have to mute things, right? There's the marshmallow thing. Like, you can't even do the marshmallow event. That was one of the biggest events in gaming history. It was unprecedented at the time. And the Travis Scott event. Right, exactly. And so what? You can't can't do the event? Worst thing that happens on YouTube is that they will demonetize the video. So the money will go to the artist. Mm -hmm. Now, if that happens, obviously that sucks, right? For you, the creator. But you're not getting banned from the platform. Right. You just got demonetized for one video. It's and, all good in the hood. You know, you'll make more videos. And if, if you are one of those people that gets 7 or 10 million views in the video, yeah, it would have been great to get that revenue. But 7 to but 10 got, million kids yeah, just saw your video and they're right. probably subbing. So even, even if that's the case, you've got a better video. People are watching that video. They're getting the full experience. You're, you're getting that hype. You're getting that, that growth. Where Twitch is just like a joke at this point Man. for that. Why so, wouldn't like why wouldn't you stream on YouTube right now? Like honestly, it, it's Twitch just imploded. Like it, yeah. it, man, it like just watching it, it was crazy that they're all saying, and you could hear Tim the Tap Man and all the other streamers he's playing with in the background, huge streamers being like, "Oh, mm-hmm. we have to because of uh, Twitch, we got to mute it, we got to mute it." And it's like, yeah. oh, I don't even but know what the, the song was. Was it like the Avengers theme, maybe? Probably, probably, probably just, just the main. They're just like were warned, but ahead of time, they must have been told, like, "Hey, there's right. gonna be a song, yeah, and heads up. you better have it muted because Twitch is gonna be weird about it." It's welcome to the jungle, and they're like, <laughs> "Yeah, like something like that." Crazy, yeah. like, yeah. Twitch has the. Re- Someone mentioned Jeff Bezos. Twitch has the resources 
to literally change the law. If Twitch wanted to, if Amazon wanted to, they could go in and completely overhaul the DMCA thing so it worked for their creators, but they just don't care. They do not want to do that. Yeah. Now, let's talk about, while we have some time here, some other fun games. Ryan, you said you've been playing Valhalla. You like Valhalla? You love Valhalla? Is it you're going to marry Valhalla? What, what do you think? <laughs> I'm uh, I am committed to a full playthrough of Valhalla at this point. Um, I have so many games that I pick up and I dabble with and then put down and I don't pick them back up for, you know, either ever or for a long time. Valhalla is not one of them. Uh, as a next gen title, I've really been enjoying it. I will come out the gate and just say that I've not been a huge Assassin's Creed uh, fan of the mm -hmm. franchise. Um, I loved the first one. I finished the second one. And then after that, I was done. Me too. Um, exactly. So the same. a lot of people were crazy about Odyssey. Odyssey was apparently a knockout. And I got I needed... Odyssey. I got back. I'm exactly the same as you guys, but I got back in with Odyssey. And you, yeah. you said that was a good one too. It's more. It's correct me if I'm wrong. TV, you probably found. Wait, you're like, oh, this is an RPG now. That's like, right. I'm that's right. Loot. I'm like, this is good. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And so Valhalla um, basically continues the trends that they that they laid down with Odyssey. A completely different environment. So you're looking at around like 800 AD, uh, you know, time period in uh, you start out in the Norway region, which is I mean, you feel like you're in Skyrim brought to next gen. You know what I'm saying? Like it's mountainous. It's beautiful. And uh, I really like the the whole gameplay systems. There, I, the one thing I'll say is I'm not sure what what I'm going to do once I f collect everything, but it's probably going to take a long time to collect everything mm -hmm. in that game. So. Maybe you'd start a new playthrough at that point. I don't know. But I, yeah, I'm really, really enjoying it. It looks great. Uh, sounds great. Uh, everything about it is, is really fun for me to engage with. And they did a really good job of the loot system, by the way, because a lot of RPGs, it's just like a lot of times you're like, I'm picking up a whole bunch of trash. Can't wait to throw away this trash and sell this trash. And Valhalla is not like that. Like everything you pick up has a purpose and you may not like it, but it's at least unique and there's nothing else like it. And if you're like, hey, I like this white axe. I kind of like what it does and it looks kind of cool. You can upgrade that all the way to the uh, highest tier of effectiveness so that it's, you know, as opposed to it would be the same as getting a white drop. And you're like, I actually really like this white sniper rifle. And so then you turn it into an exotic over time. The you know Calcutta, I mean? like Calcutta yeah, from right. Destiny. Yeah. So you mean the Kvostov? No, no, no. The Calcutta no, sniper. He, no, he's talking about the sniper rifle. It was just it was like a really low zoom, high aim assist white oh, sniper. Okay. People use it in I Destiny mean, 1. I was I was going to say, though, like. I actually, because I played Valhalla for a, a, like before it came out for like a quick playthrough thing, and then uh, I didn't like that as much as Aussie because I, I kind of felt like in Valhalla you take over a whole monastery and you like fight it and then you get like supplies. You wouldn't even get like a weapon when you open the chest and you're like, oh, right. I kind of wanted well, the raids. Well, the well, that's different because there's different activities for different purposes and there's a lot of different um, like camps you can raid that have guaranteed weapons. weapons? Okay. weapons and that's that's where they drop that's the one place that one comes from but there's also a lot of raids for monasteries and stuff like that that you're talking about that are all about getting the supplies to upgrade your new village that you start your new home I base guess, yeah so that's what i kind of wish like to, you just have to know and as you interact yeah. with it it will actually have like a different emblem that means a different thing so you know what that loot is going to be before you go for it there's the thing about odyssey as well and what i heard about valhalla is like it just takes a long time. It's like you're going to invade 40,000 monasteries and be through halfway through the game. It, and it's just like very, it's like you're looking at like a 60 hour experience. And so that, that was kind of my, I played like quite a few hours of Odyssey, like 50 plus hours of Odyssey, maybe even more. And I was like, not even done the campaign. I was kind of like, okay, I've like invaded my 10th, like, or my, 20th stronghold i i get how it works and it's like i just got to keep doing more over and over and over again and it's a slightly different layout every time so i just kind of got a little bored with it though yeah right? but with valhalla one of the things they did different is that um not all the combat um abilities are revealed up front like you you sort of discover them as you go you can't actually preview all the perks in the trees until you get to them so you have to say okay i'm gonna commit to this tree i don't know what it's at the end of it so as you're going through this game, even though you might be doing raids over and over again, you're still leveling up and getting new abilities, like new specific mm. combos, new specific combat uh, actions that you can do. And you're like, oh, I can't wait to do another raid because even though it's the same thing I've been doing, I got new abilities 
to try out. I got this new weapon to try out. Like your combat is always evolving. So even yeah. you might be doing some of the same activities. You're not going about it the same way. Yeah, Cause in Odyssey, I specced into stealth and literally how I beat the entire game. And I was like running through the game. Like I was way ahead where I should have been. Cause I just like hide in the grass and someone would walk yeah. by and I'd kill them. And I would just like methodically kill everyone in this in thing and like liberate it. But you, like you literally cannot see like what you're progressing towards. It's like, Ooh, what's this little ability? And they're like random. Yeah. So, so what they'll do is they'll actually they'll show you one like the one major thing in a skill tree ahead of you. Uh-huh. Like there's like maybe ten nodes to unlock, and it'll show you the one in the middle, which is like a big a big boost of some kind. Right. So you have some inkling of what that tree's about, but you don't know the individual nodes until you get there. I that's kind of cool. I think I hate that. <laughs> like, I think, but but, at the but same that's time, me. If like... you hate that, if you hate that. Uh, skill points are immediately refundable uh, with no penalty. So if oh, I have good. five skill points stocked up and I'm like, I want to know what this tree over here is about, I can spec to it be like, no, nah, I don't like that. And then just pull them right back out and go a different direction. Oh, I don't oh. like that one. Then you go to a different... Oh, I do like this one. Oh, so that's good can, then, yeah. You know, you can do that if you want to. Cool. Um, and then we were talking about Call of Duty. So I haven't played much of the Call of Duty. I've got a code, but I haven't jumped in. Um... Cactus, have you been playing a bunch or a bit? Have you been dabbling? Like, I for a code, but I'm not a little dweeb about it because I was like, <laughs> "Come on, I know I'm not going to make content on it, so I don't want to rip Activision off." Unlike you, Tash. <laughs> just well, it was All just, right. it just it uh, landed in my lap. I can't stop. Uh, no, so I just been playing Call of Duty very casually. Mm-hmm. Uh, a the thing is, it's very limited, and I've been hearing a lot of complaints. Complaints from the community. There's only eight normal six v six maps. Eight to get oh. put in that perspective. Mono for two and some of the old CODs had like sixteen, so literally double. Now, in fairness, they have some different, some different things. Like they have this fire team dirty bomb thing where it's ten teams of four, and it's kind of like a battle royale. Like you have like an armor system, very similar to a battle royale, except it's one condensed map, and then you just kind of respawn on your squad right away. I actually really enjoy Fire Team Dirty Bomb. If you have a good squad and you're trying to like plant these bombs and you're just like slaying out other teams, it's a lot more like casual than uh, Warzone because you don't like you're not just like dead dead for the whole thing. You just respawn, uh, but it still feels like a massive firefight against like all these other teams. Right. And uh, but there's two maps there. So there's some other things you can do. They have like a, a big team battle, like ground war type thing, but you can't spawn off your team. So that's dumb. Like if they don't fix that, I'll never play it because like you have this big map and you spawn, it chooses where you spawn. So you spawn yeah. at the very end of the map and you're like, it's going to take me 20 minutes to get up to where the fight is. If I get sniped, I have to do it again. Like it's no fun. Yeah. Um, but the main thing is zombies and multiplayer, and I think possibly even campaign. I'm not sure about campaign, but for sure zombies and multiplayer are connected. So I was in zombies, just getting used to the guns, playing some zombies, having a yeah. chill time, leveling up my guns, and those attachment unlocks in the gunsmith will work in multiplayer. So I can level up guns, try them out in zombies, and then when I go into multiplayer, like the worst thing is doing a brand new gun in Call of Duty multiplayer. You got these ugly iron sights and you're against people yeah, who are that's right. swearing they're playing like it's a CWL sure. league game. They're like, I'm going to be the next, like, I'm going to be the next, like, Call of Duty champion right here. And they're like, <laughs> they're peeking out the <laughs> laser sight. And, 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 and when you fight them, they're going to they're gonna crouch every time. It's like, and, yeah. and it's like, bro, this is public matches. Like, you got to calm down. But, and then you've got your gun with the terrible iron sights. You can't even see the guy. You're like, what's going on? So, being able to go and, like, level it up in zombies is actually so, so much fun. It's it, That is a great feature. Cool. Right. So, I've got one that's, like, uh, it's almost like a little personal one. I saw this Kickstarter years ago at this point, uh, and it was called Monster Sanctuary. And they're like, hey, we want to make a Pokemon-type game, but we want to be, like, exploring kind of like Metroid. And I was like, okay, interesting. And so I've kind of followed along, and I actually just yesterday got the email uh, saying, hey, guys, the game is fully launching on the 8th. Now, I've already played the game, and I've tried it out, but, man, what a fantastic little game. It's on Steam called Monster Sanctuary. So you can build your teams, and you've got, like, a team of three, and it's turn-based, but... There is so much depth in these little uh, monsters compared to yeah. like a Pokemon game or even Temtem. It's nuts. So each monster can level up to 40, but then they have a skill tree. 
And so you can take one monster and you can be like, all right, I want this to be like a debuffing monster, or I want it to be a heavy hitting monster. And you can do that. And they've usually got three kind of direct skill trees. And holy cow, what an incredible game. Even just exploring. Because you'll go catch a bird Pokemon. And with the bird Pokemon, you can, you know, hold onto its feet and cross a gap. And then, oh, there's a, like, there's a new monster here. And he's got a little sword. And he can cut down vines. And it just really expands from there. And then I found, you know, a fish monster that can swim. And it's one of these little Sounds hidden like gems. <laughs> no yeah but i don't yeah. know there's uh, puzzles or whatever cut teach cut to but i cut down trees a little bit teach, but but they don't have surf. skill trees they don't have skill trees yeah, where you can like full-on build them and then i was like okay i'm hyped and then they're like oh by the way you can make it a light or a dark version and then they get like another whole passive and it's like okay this is getting insane and uh, it, I, I just really hope that it gets the hype. It's one of those games where I see it, I see the value, and it's like, I hope people try it. Well, you know? you've, got, you've got influence. You've I know. Got, I already did. Yeah. I tweeted it out when the, uh, a, a while ago, but Stream I'm going to, when yeah. it goes live, I think I'm going to do like a full playthrough maybe because it's just one of those like little, I don't know, feel good games. I really enjoy sure. it. That's cool. Yeah. Now, Hopefully it's better than Godfall. Okay. Actually, no. Do you know what? Hold on. The one we wanted to bring up was that Phoenix Immortal Rising. Is that what it is? Yeah. I played it. Uh, so not not recently, but I played it before right. it came out. Yeah, and that one's getting some really good reviews. That one's kind of getting. I, I mean, caught me off guard. I didn't think it looked yeah. incredible. Um, I made a video talking about it. it's just like a delightful whimsical game unfortunately it wasn't a destiny video so no one saw it but like it's yeah. just like a fun little it's like some of the elements of assassin's creed it's it's like a hack and slash game it's very visceral like you like smack every enemy like you, you do an, an attack that like you put spears from the ground so like all the enemies in the radius go into the air and then you can attack them in the air and like smash them down to the ground like it's very like uh cartoony but it's in a fun way the the die like it's kind of a funny game like in the version i played the voiceovers were like making fun of ubisoft and stuff really like it was uh, yeah it was like it was very tongue-in-cheek like it was making fun of the tutorial making fun of how long the tutorial was and stuff like it was kind of like it, it was breaking the fourth wall quite a bit in like a funny way yeah I heard it, but there's a lot of puzzle solving too like figuring out it's basically like a, a much more low-key game it doesn't take itself as seriously Mm -hmm. is, is it the first good ubisoft game in a while i mean i guess well, valhalla. valhalla yeah valhalla true vagar is going about how he actually he's gonna marry that game he just said <laughs> oh, so no it so, just sounds good it's fun i like it you said you said if you said valhalla is the best game of this generation oh, i heard you yeah but of any know, generation yeah no, raid shadow legends has that title oh, you mean, oh my this video is fun oh actually this video <laughs> is sponsored by who by, by advanced gg advanced gg you say they <laughs> yeah. make an incredible energy drink they've got two different formulas they've got the focus which is a high-end clinically proven product to help with your cognitive focus while you're doing streaming while you're gaming while you're studying and they've also got an energy formula if you're looking for a quick hit of caffeine to get you through that quick little meeting at work Check out advanced.gg and use code RGH for 10% off. Thank you so much for sponsoring our channel because you're our only sponsor. Please sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting desperate. We almost, I, I can't, I don't understand why people don't sponsor us. We basically almost forgot that sponsorship and left it to the very end of the podcast. <laughs> yeah, but we got the most convert, concurrent viewers right now that we had. So that's a good time, right? Good, you know. We can kind of gauge it. Yeah, you know, it's not bad. But Are there... yeah, I played Phoenix Rising, it was fun. And but Ubisoft usually hits. Ubisoft usually Watchdogs I've heard bad things about. I've heard it's very boring. When well, they've got like five of them, like chill out. They're all they'll suck. Five Okay, hold up. No 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 no. <laughs> I will, I, will take, I will take at least a couple minutes on this podcast to say Watch Dogs 1 and 2 in Chicago and San Fran were good games. Okay. I was number five ranked player on PS4 globally oh. at one point for hacks and invasions. 
That game was good. Yeah, this is the guy in junior high. I'm the best Call of Duty player. I'm I Adam, and I just... I'm the number fifth hacker in the entire world. Yeah, like, <laughs> see how fast I hack. Yo, congrats yeah, y'all, y'all on hacking in, in Watch Dogs, bro. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No, I've actually never played Watch Dogs. I just, I don't know why. Just didn't... didn't... I... I... I played, uh, I also got to play a little bit of Watch Dogs uh, Legion, and it was like, okay, I wasn't vibing with it. It was like, I couldn't, like, I can't say there's anything wrong with the game. It's just like, it's kind of boring. I heard it looks it's, really good, though. Like, those games were, like, really... The cool part was, like, you can recruit people and take them over, and they have certain abilities, then you can, like, go, uh, like, do a mission differently, where depending on who you have. You can literally recruit a grandma, like, I recruited a grandma character, <laughs> And you're like shuffling along, and I'm just like gunning people down <laughs> with my grandma. Uh, so that was cool, but like, eh, it's okay. Is there any other games though right now that you're seeing on the horizon? I mean, obviously oh. Cyberpunk. Like, I, I, I know Cyberpunk, but it sounds so bad. But like, I I'm not even hating. I'm not just bringing it up for me. I I before I bought Call of Duty, I was so close to buying Godfall because I was like, oh, like I kind of want that looter. But I was like. I've heard nothing but horrible things about it. And I was like, oh, I don't know. I wanted that game to be so good. That was going to be like the perfect game to play when, you know, you're bored of Destiny, right? right. You just hop on Godfall, hack a few things. It doesn't even have to be the best game. It could have been the next Anthem. I would have been fine with that. But instead, it <laughs> made Anthem yeah. look like a good game, bro. I'm looking towards uh, Outriders. True. You know, uh-huh, Cyberpunk, yeah. obviously, I don't think we even need to talk about Cyberpunk. But Outriders, they've started putting up some stuff actually this week. They started showing off some guns, and it's like, okay. And, um, you know, I, I, I guess, Ryan, you haven't played it yet, but Ryan, or Calcus and I have played, and uh, starting to look through the inventories and the skill trees, and, like, I think there might be some potential here. And I'm telling you, the last live stream that they did when they went over the end game, um, have you both played Diablo 3? Yep. Yes. So, you know the Greater Rift system? Mm-hmm. it seems it's time. yeah exactly yeah. it seems similar and so looking at that i'm like no. okay that yeah i'm i'm down with that if it's actually like that because apparently there's new bosses in there and they said that the end game is no, and they kind of did a jab at anthem i think or maybe even destiny they're like our end game is not replaying the same story missions on a harder mode you know they're Thank they're God. new yeah. activities it's new missions it's new locations so but I hope they nail it. If, Please nail it. Be competition for Destiny. If they basically put out what we played, it will be a playable, decent game. Like, will it be better than Destiny? I no. don't know. It, I think it'll certainly be better than Anthem because it ran just smoother and you won't have the technical issues, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but the thing is, like, it from just what I've seen, there's no way it can be as bad as Godfall. Where like you can't even like attack people because like the input system is so bad and there's no like delay like canceling attacks and stuff. Like, I have a quick question though. And now, unfortunately, because Ryan hasn't played it, I, I'm sorry to single you out here and not have you in this. But if you then compare it to Division, though, Cacus, what are your thoughts? Because I feel like honestly, the more I look at Division, like there were some problems here and there. I feel like Division was a good looter shooter. They've made some I, mistakes. I, I, I got back into it before Beyond Light came out. And put, yeah. Like, in and did some raids and stuff like yeah they got leveled up. so i have a new appreciation for division i think though <sighs> division is too boring really it's uh i think that's the thing it's very slow the enemies are so bullet spongy enemies are pretty mm. bullet spongy and outriders but you've got those like kind of visceral abilities and uh things are blowing up more often and yeah, stuff like that true so it's a little bit more like just entertaining for the quick fix i think division has a lot more depth to it though which will help like division i think has a pretty decent end game right now um like especially gearing up for the raids the raids are pretty intense they're like an actual quality piece of end game content right so will it be better than division i don't know but division already has a you know a relatively decent fan base is a very old game it takes a lot to get into like to, it's a lot of grinding to get right, a, yeah. your character up to the point where you can actually do stuff so mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see I, the, the thing is though again like there's no way it can be as bad as, as godfall and flop as bad as godfall just because from what we've played it, it, it's a competent game yes yeah no i i see what you mean and um 
you know, I, I'm hoping this surprises. I want more competition in the looter shooter genre, right? Absolutely. You know, Marvel, that Marvel game came out. That was pretty much a, a bomb. It didn't really, didn't really do it. Uh, we're hoping Anthem, you know, down the road, they do the remake and that kicks butt because it just puts pressure on Bungie to, to really excel. I don't want them to cash cow. I don't want them to get complacent. And uh, the only tough thing is making a good looter shooter is prohibitively expensive and extremely difficult. There's so many systems. You got a matchmaking yeah. system and you got to make the missions and you got to make the end game and the gear and like it's it's crazy. But you know, out, Outriders Square like, Enix, right? I just think of BR is so much easier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, honestly. That's true. But if Outriders doesn't work out, the next looter shooter on the horizon that will pack a punch is Diablo 4. Diablo yeah. 4, man. They've got the resources to act and the know-how. But like when? Make it good. When? 2025, two, probably. Two like, more years? Another year? Uh, like, yeah, I don't... it's true. The thing is, is from the footage that has been released, visually gorgeous. But like, if they already have the animations that I saw completed and some of those maps, they ha- they're, you know, they're not like still like UI-less like non-built game like it's they've got a lot ready there they've got yeah. years of development on this thing already but i mean there's a lot that goes into a game like that so who knows and um i mean i think they learned some amazing things from the De- uh the diablo 2 i think they learned some really good things from diablo 3 and so hopefully they can kind of put those together but also they learned what not to do with diablo 3 yeah but also like the greater rift system i would say is pretty good like some of the end game loops are solid there um just for like kind of long-term grinding and like the season system is a really cool thing i think people love seasons especially um if you look at path of exile they've got they've also got all of path of exile to look and watch and see what succeeded my path tri- of exile too though yeah and, and that's gonna be a huge competitor uh honestly even even just base path of exile competes with diablo 4 they've improved the game and they always have new seasons and that player base is growing it's continuing to grow each season. It has more and more players because there's more people like me that have played it. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, this game is good. And it just keeps getting better. And they've made so many improvements um, yeah. and it's free. So, you know, Diablo coming out, if, if Path of Exile stays free, which I'm thinking it will, and they release yeah. Path of Exile 2, brother, it's going to be real hard to compete against or true. for Diablo to compete. Very true. Yeah. Very true. So is that pretty much it for the for the games? I think that's pretty much I it. So. All right, boys. I think that's pretty much it for the episode. I think yeah. that's, Mo- that's movie talk. Movie, movie talk. talk. Hey, it was, it was kind of fun. Yeah, Change right. up. Hey, it, it was, was a little different after show this time. It's good. Uh, thank you so much for watching, everyone. We are the RGH Real Gamer Hour podcast. Can't even say that word. I'm M Tashed. <laughs> I'm Cacus HD. I'm True Vanguard. And we are here every Wednesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. If you guys want to talk about gaming and apparently The Mandalorian for 45 minutes, <laughs> check us out. Make sure to subscribe to the channel. If you guys aren't a member, make sure to become a member. And we will see you next week, Wednesday, 9 p.m. Eastern. 